Having a finite amount of time and willpower is not a weakness. It's just a reality we can work with in making as many of our food decisions as possible on the front end and then having all those delicious things on hand so we aren't constantly having to make extra decisions. Welcome to the Incremental Upgrade. I'm your host, Jen Gray, and I know what it's like to feel frustrated when things aren't quite working out the way you had in mind. Luckily, I figured out that big changes come one small win at a time, and mindset makes everything easier. Whether you're creating something new or releasing something that no longer serves you, I can relate. And it's such a good feeling to let it all unfold one inspired action at a time. So that's what I have for you. Something simple you can do for your healthy, happy life today. Well, hello and welcome to the Incremental Upgrade Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Gray. I'm an educator, a lifelong student of all things personal development, and also, of course, the host of this podcast about little things we can do that make a big difference in the quality of our lives. On this show, I share practical strategies, quick wins, and clarity questions to help us take inspired action on the things that matter most to us And because our mindset really sets the tone for how we think and what we do, that is the big picture lens we're looking through on this show. Our big picture premise, as you may have inferred in the title of this show, is this idea of an incremental upgrade in looking for little ways to make things better or easier. And one of the most life-changing ways I've applied this idea is when it comes to my relationship with food. Because when I started my fitness journey 12 years and 50 pounds ago, I spent at least the first half of it feeling really frustrated in that relationship, like I didn't know what to eat or how to eat, at least not in a way that felt aligned with my health priorities, and also that I was able to actually enjoy and sustain. So what I ended up doing for the first couple years out of this belief that I didn't know how was to bounce from one diet to another because I basically just wanted someone else to give me the answers and just tell me what to eat, but then the deprivation sensation would kick in, I'd do something on the plan imperfectly, and then I'd beat myself up for blowing it that day and think, well, I already blew it, so I might as well eat all the quote-unquote bad stuff in the house so I can start over tomorrow And that was a really self-sabotaging cycle that was really hard to get out of. So if I could go back and do one thing differently, it would be to use recipes and whatnot as resources, but ultimately to ask myself what adjustments I could make and to ask myself what would make the process of preparing that food easier. There were a lot of moving parts when it came to healing that relationship with food, losing those 50 pounds and keeping them off for the past 12 years. And some of it was and continues to be an emotional long haul, but a lot of it was more day-to-day practical ways to just make it easier and more enjoyable to have healthy food around. And since that was the lower hanging fruit that felt like an easier problem to solve, that's what today's episode is all about. The first thing I have for you today is an empowering clarity question you can ask yourself when it comes to making healthy eating easier. 
a few feel-good possibilities to answer that clarity question, why willpower doesn't work, and how to work around that. And then we'll unpack some of the practical pieces like making time for food prep in a busy schedule, my favorite technique for simplifying the food prep process, and also the day-to-day mealtime decision-making, and one super simple quick win you can take to your own kitchen this week to make healthy choices easier and maybe even more delicious. On that note, let's get right to it with our clarity question here, which is, how could I make this easier? And there are all sorts of answers that might come up here, and what they all have in common is the big picture context that willpower is a finite resource and decision fatigue is a thing. So the more decisions we make over the course of a day, the harder it gets to make good ones. And this doesn't just apply to food, this applies to all the decisions we are constantly making all day long, from whether to hit the snooze button, whether to take a shower, what to wear, what to have for breakfast, whether to have another cup of coffee, whether to check the phone notification, and so on and so on all day long, to the point that the average person makes about 35,000 decisions a day. That's why willpower doesn't work, because our brains can only make so many decisions before they just shift into cruise control to keep us from going insane. So having a finite amount of willpower is not a weakness. It's just a reality we need to work with. And that's what this episode is all about, is making as many of our food decisions as possible on the front end, preparing accordingly, and then having all those delicious things on hand so we aren't having to make a new decision, much less a new meal, every single snack, every single lunch, every single dinner, and so on. So in looking at this big picture clarity question of how could I make this easier, one of the biggest game changers in my experience was the decision to make meal prep a weekly priority for that exact reason of making a big batch of decisions all at once so we can go into cruise control from there. Picking a day to do it is such a simple thing but it saves us so much mental bandwidth when it's a set recurring task on the calendar because it's otherwise really easy for life to get in the way. So having that recurring task makes it so much easier to make time to honor that priority because having made that decision once, we can plan other obligations accordingly, knowing that a weekly grocery trip and a meal prep time are just two non-negotiables in the schedule. I typically do my grocery run every Saturday and my cook-a-thon every Sunday afternoon, and I'm sure your schedule and obligations are different from mine, but the point is that choosing to make a grocery run and a meal prep time a recurring weekly priority makes it so much easier to keep feel-good food in the house. Once we've made that decision to do those two things, I promised at the top of this episode my very favorite technique for simplifying the food prep process and also the day-to-day mealtime decision-making, and that magical technique is templates. And what I really mean by that is replicable patterns. So one easy template, for example, is to decide what's for lunch that week and make it all in one go. So whether it's a big batch of soup divvied up into mason jars, or some sort of meat and roasted veggies in five separate containers, 
or five separate salad jars or whatever it might be, it is so much easier to make one thing all at once and put it into those five containers so that that decision is already made and we're not having to reinvent the wheel every day and decide what to have for lunch when our brains are already fried from making umpteen other decisions. And for lunches and snacks in particular, it really helps to have them divided up into containers for the week because it makes it so much easier to pack lunches and know we have enough for the entire week. So same process goes for snacks. And I'll usually pack myself a morning and an afternoon snack And I decide when I'm making my grocery list for the week what those two snacks are going to be and then divide them up into five separate containers in the fridge so that they're already on hand and it takes me about 60 seconds to grab one of each when it's time to pack my lunch. My favorite snack go-tos right now are almonds or a handful of radishes with a little side container of olive tapenade or apples or frozen blueberries And it makes it so much easier to make those healthy choices when they're already divided up and waiting for me in the fridge. Sometimes I change it up week to week, but I try to incorporate one of each when it comes to fruits, vegetables, and healthy fats and decide what I'm buying before I get to the grocery store. Another awesome template technique that makes food prep so much easier is to have certain types of recipes that get repeated on a somewhat regular basis And this can always evolve with your preferences as you continue to experiment over time. But just to give you an idea, our go-to Sunday dinner is a protein, a roasted vegetable, and some sort of potato, because that's what my daughter likes. Our Monday go-to is veggie pancakes, and which veggie varies, but knowing that's the plan for Mondays makes that meal a lot easier to plan for. Some of our other favorite go-tos are power bowls or soups or breakfast for dinner or a gluten-free, dairy-free pizza with one ground protein and one veggie. You might have other equally awesome ideas depending what your family likes. And what they all have in common is that they all have a plug-and-play component so we don't get bored. And almost all of them can be at least partially prepped in advance, which especially if you work full-time and or have kids' activities in the evening, makes it so much easier to get a healthy dinner on the table in a finite amount of time. Once those three decisions are made, as in what's for lunch, what's for snacks, and what's for dinners, that makes the final template even easier, which is the grocery list itself. And one of the techniques I've found to be super supportive in that is to have a digital recurring grocery list where we add the ingredients we need for the meals we want to make, And then they just stay on that list unless we uncheck them as something we need that week. So as we try new recipes and get into a groove with what we like, we then have this super comprehensive list of our go-to ingredients, which makes it so much easier to just uncheck the things we want and go to the grocery store with a plan rather than trying to reinvent the wheel and remember everything we need from scratch every single week and probably forget something in the process. I use an app called EasyNote for this, where I have my grocery list as its own folder. And the reason I like it is that checked items stay at the bottom of the list, which I don't prefer for a regular to-do list of tasks. But anyway, if you like that idea, whatever works for you is great. I know that at the top of this episode, I mentioned that one of the mistakes I made 
was to turn to diets and to looking for answers outside myself, but I wanted to make a quick distinction here between getting ideas and support versus completely abdicating the throne and surrendering our power over this process to someone or something else. So when it comes to deciding what meals we might want to make or what meals we might want to try, there is an incredible abundance of resources out there when it comes to healthy recipes and books and cookbooks that have a ton of delicious ideas that I would never have come up with on my own because culinary creativity is not my gift. So please don't feel like there's something wrong with using those resources because getting ideas and inspiration can be a really fun and supportive part of the process. Where it can take a turn for the tyrannical is when we try to follow a prescribed plan perfectly and then sabotage ourselves for falling short. So with that context, since I'm all about the practical and applicable, I thought I'd share a quick example of what my average Sunday cookathon looks like just to give you an idea. I get asked about this at work a lot, so to my work pals who might be listening and also to the rest of my podcast pals, here it is. The first thing I do, and this is the super simple quick win I promised at the top of this episode, is to prep two different kinds of vegetables. I usually like to get two pans going in the oven to roast because it's easy and they taste great that way, or sometimes I mix it up and chop fresh ones, but either way, having a week's worth of vegetables ready in the fridge makes it so much easier to add them to dinners or even just to choose vegetables as a snack. So whichever one takes longer, usually root vegetables like carrots, parsnips, sweet potatoes, that kind of thing, that goes in first and then a green one. I'm a little bit obsessed with Brussels sprouts right now, especially cut in half and tossed with a little olive oil, tahini, salt, and maple syrup. It's just absolutely delicious. But anyway, the next thing I do is get a big batch of soup going with at least two vegetables and a protein. And then while that's cooking, I make a batch of veggie pancake batter and maybe a pan of ground meat if we're gonna do a pizza that week. Last but not least, I divvy up my morning and afternoon snacks for my lunches that week, and I'm done. As a quick recap of today's episode, a clarity question we can ask ourselves, not just for meal prep purposes, but for pretty much everything, is how can I make this easier? In the big picture context of working within the reality that willpower is a finite resource, So the more of these decisions we can make on the front end, the easier it will be for the rest of the week. So maybe there's a recurring day of the week where we could go to the grocery store or designate a couple hours to prepping healthy food so we're set for the week. Or maybe we could make a big batch of soup or whatever and divvy it up into five or six mason jars for lunch. Or maybe we could make five grab-and-go snacks like veggies or berries or nuts or whatever it might be. Or maybe we could roast a couple pans of vegetables every week so we always have some on hand. Or maybe we could have go-to meal templates of our family favorites to make dinner decisions easier. Or maybe we could have a pre-made grocery list so we're not reinventing the wheel every single week. Notice that all of these are coulds, not shoulds. These are just some of the infinite possibilities that exist for us to save time and stress when it comes to food, and I hope you find something here helpful. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love to hear from you in a quick review. This episode is airing on my birthday, and that's a present that would make me super happy if you're inclined to be so kind, because the Incremental Upgrade is an intentionally social media-free podcast, which means that your reviews and what you pass along personally really makes a big difference. So if you know someone who might like this episode, then I hope you'll send it their way. If you haven't already, then the best way to connect with the show is to subscribe, which means that you'll get new episodes automatically. And in the meantime, I'd love to hear from you. You can reach me via email at hello at jengray.com. So if there's a question on your mind or a topic you'd like to talk about in a future episode, then please feel free to holler anytime. Thank you for tuning in today and for hanging out all the way through the end of the episode and especially for having the courage to consider doing something differently. I hope your next meal prep is a really purposeful, nourishing experience, and I'm excited to continue this conversation in our next episode. Have a wonderful day, and bye for now. Thanks again for tuning in today. Did you like this episode? If so, I'd love if you shared it with a friend. You can also subscribe to get new episodes automatically and share your thoughts in a quick review. Before you go, check out the show notes below for links to all the resources we talked about today, including your first human design consult free at jennnray.com. 